We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. depending when you want to define it. Free agency officially opens 3 p.m. Pacific, Friday the 30th. You know, they're talking now, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic the Warriors will do better with their veteran minimums this year than they did last year. I don't know where you're at. Yeah, I mean, couldn't do any worse. Could not <laughs> do any worse than, uh, than a Jermichael Green. Um, but, you know, you couldn't do any better the year before with Otto Porter. So maybe this year they'll come somewhere in the middle. We'll talk about some of the targets that they're going to look at. But, um, hey, do you think Draymond is on the phone with uh, with, with it, these Vetman guys? Do you think he's on the phone with some of these guys and telling them to, to come play for the Warriors? That's actually what I'm most curious about. <laughs> um, that's interesting. I don't know. It, everyone seems to talk as if he is 100% returning but then you get weekly leaks that he could go and you know the the hot name was sacramento right like everyone's mm. like "Ooh, sacramento got rid of homes now they have 30 million cap space they could they could get him and you know even as of today our guy jake fisher with yahoo senior reporter notes that the buzz is sacramento is more likely to preserve kuzma over someone like Draymond. Mm. Uh, and, and that kind of makes sense to me. I, I just wonder, I wonder if Draymond has the market that uh, that he thinks he does out there. It's a lot of playing around, playing the media game. I know we're all sick and tired of Damian Lillard and his his charade of will he or won't he, but the, uh, the moment Draymond opted out and, and the moment that we had to hear about all these teams that were interested in him, it, it does it does feel like lying, doesn't it? Is that what you're saying? It, it does feel like a, you know, if 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 there was that this many suitors, we wouldn't have to hear about it every single day. And uh, it's the same guys, and, and it's you know kind of not realistic, right? It's the Kings who you know I think Mark Stein has even talked about more interested in Kuzma. It's the Pistons who I don't think is a great fit at all. That's just a young team; they're not even trying to contend. And then uh, the third team, I think somebody threw out the Rockets, which I think is another joke. 
um, you can get you can get better veteran players for for the same price. So, do you think that Draymond is is you think he's going to get squeezed a little bit? That'd be pretty funny. I will find that pretty funny. <laughs> I think squeezed is in the eye of the beholder, but I think I think him asking for a hundred million and you know three years a hundred mil like thirty three thirty five million a year. I will be very surprised if he is actually in that range. That is where I'm at with Draymond. I think it's far more likely his contract number is closer to his current contract number. But but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Rich Paul can pull a rabbit out of his hat. Like right now, this is if Rich Paul can get Draymond over 30 a year, you know, tip my cap. You are officially the Scott Boris right. of the NBA. I just don't see the team out there who who can do it because not a lot of teams have cap space and the teams with cap space. I'm not sure they're Draymond destinations. Like people say Dallas wants Draymond. Well, Dallas doesn't have cap space and they can tell the Warriors will trade you uh, Maxi Kleba and Tim Hardaway Jr. As many times as they want. Like why would Dunleavy and Lakeup and those guys accept that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think the dream on conversation is cut and dry. I think we're going to find out on Friday afternoon, maybe Friday night. He's going to be back with the worst. It also helps because I asked that question about dream on and the free agents. It's a much stronger pitch to free agents, especially veteran free agents. If you can tell them, Hey, it's going to be a team with Steph Draymond clay and Chris Paul, right? Like, Hey, this is a winning team. But other than those guys, we have minutes. Right, Looney's going to play his 20 minutes. GP2 is going to play his 15, 20 minutes. Wiggins is going to play his 30 minutes. But outside of that, like this is kind of like a six-ish, seven-man rotation in the regular season. There are minutes to be had everywhere. Particularly so in I the front can... court. Yeah. Particularly in the front court. If you're a front court guy, this should be where you want to go, you know, assuming you don't get paid big money. Sure. And so that's kind of the that's kind of the topic, I think, du jour of, of this show, you know. Who can they get on a veteran minimum to be that front court shooter? Um, Mike Dunleavy's talked about it. He was pretty transparent, saying we want to get a front court player, um, and they've done it the last two years in uh, in free agency. Two years ago, obviously Otto Porter and to a lesser degree Bielitsa could not have mm-hmm. worked out better. Mm-hmm. Last year, Jermichael Green. That's the other side of the coin. Didn't really work out, right? So the question is, who can they get this offseason? Who's their auto or Jamichael replacement? Hopefully more auto than Jamichael. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff restricting cotton bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement i just got some pairs and let me tell you little skeptical tried them on a hundred times better than i could have ever imagined just the like i will be wearing nothing else all summer Unbelievable. Sam is Fendiari, Bird Dogs. So where can you get it? Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off.
We promise you. All right, you want me to pull up a list of free agency? Let's names go. Just talk I got some names. Bit? Yeah, let's roll. Let's roll. Yeah, so there's so the first one who's not really on this list, there's murmurings that Gallinari could get bought out. Mm. So um, I'm going to talk about him with under the guise of if he gets bought out. What would you think of someone like Danilo Gallinari? Is that if the war? Because the thing with Gallinari is I think he was signed by the Celtics. He was. He was got for someone that I think was going to play 20 plus minutes. I think they were going to count on him to play. Like he's not a Jamaican. Yeah, but then but then he tore his ACL, missed the entire year and then got used as trade filler. 35 years old. Eee. I mean, eee. it's so, it's hard to, you know. I thought Joe Inglis looked good off an ACL tear at kind of an older age, so it's not, you know, 100 proof that he won't be good, but but you know, it's hard to say. Hard to say. I think I would take them. These are the kind of things that I look for, kind of three things I look for for any type of event, man. I think number one is you're looking for winning players. Um, you're looking for guys that do what Warriors players have done in the past. Otto and Belly work because, you know, they're, they're two old dudes or in Otto's case, like older because he's injured so much. Um, but they know how to play basketball, right? Jermichael Green, older than them, but doesn't know how to play basketball. So if you're a wing, can you defend? Can you pass? If you're a big, can you shoot? And can you play help defense? Um, I think Gallo can do you enough got, as a big enough. You gotta there. be able to, you gotta be able to pass if you're a warrior big too. Like let's let's just be honest. Unless Gallo does, I would assume. I would yeah. think unless play. you're JaVale McGee, who came in with a very specific role of being a lob threat for like five minutes here and there. They want they want their bigs to be guys who can make a read. Otto could make a read, Jamichael Green, not so much, you know? And as soon as it became clear that Jamichael couldn't pass, couldn't read the game fast enough to play with the starters, that's when Tony Lambo started getting the big minutes. Don't ever say Tony Lambo. That's, that's deranged. <laughs> that's, that's deranged. Um, but, but, but you, you know, agree. right? Like Steve Kerr will go with literally a 6'4 guy over, over a 6'10 guy if he thinks that guy can um, make, it, make the extra pass and make, make a quicker decision. They, so they, I, t- to me, it's like if the guy can't make quick decisions, it's almost moot. Like you're looking at this list and you see Kelly Oubre there. Moot, right? Like complete, like what, what is even like, I'm not going to bring him up right now, but like, it's not a, well, one, we've seen that one, but like, those aren't guys who can make reads quick enough to play with the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen that experiment before. Uh, I'm with you that you, I think you find out pretty quickly. I mean, same with Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman. I mean, to a lesser extent, Jordan Poole. I mean, those are the young guys, but you can kind of see, like, those young guys didn't really possess some of those traits either. Like, the couple other things I look at, the other two are just, you want older players. You want 27 to, I think, 37. <laughs> Chris Paul, right above that. So we'll, we'll do 27 to 38, whatever the arbitrary line is. I think you want older guys. And number three is, like, you want financially possible guys. I've seen people ask me about Brooke Lopez, and I'm like, guys, you, you do realize that Brooke Lopez is a really freaking good player. He's probably getting paid $20 million. Uh, 20 millions a year, 20 million dollars a year, excuse me. Definitely in the double digits of millions. He's not, <laughs> Brooke Lopez is not signing a veteran minimum or a mid level exception. You know, like he's going to, like you said, I would say 15, but probably 20, you know? Yeah. Like yeah I, I, so those three things, uh, Gallinari is one that's a good one that comes up. I think I'd do it. I think I would. I think he makes a lot of sense. He's an older guy. I think he wants to win. I think he wanted to do that for the Celtics last year. I think yeah. he's got the right mindset. So I, I think I'd take that shot, especially at a vet man. Yeah. I mean, it, to be to be seen with his health, but he tore his ACL last, uh, I want to say August. It was in Euro. 
European Cup qualifiers. So by the time the season comes around, we're talking, what, 15 months post-tear? Mm. It's, it's enough time to play off an ACL, you know? So um, in theory, could be okay. Looking at other names on this list right here, Jay Crowder, I don't think he's taking a veteran minimum, and I don't know if I'd really want him anyway. Um, Dario Saric, now that's a popular name. Don't know if he'll take a veteran minimum, uh, but I don't think he's going to get paid big money that I think there's a possibility. A lot of these, like, let's just call it out. A lot of these guys, we won't know day one of free agency. It's going to be a lot of, let's see if someone actually throws money at me. And if not, then I'm going to weigh different situations on a cheaper deal to see which one gives me the best chance to recoup my value or play well, right? I mean, it just worked with Dante. It just worked with Dante, who declined his his uh, his his team option for four point seven, and and he's probably going to get double that at least. So, makes sense. Yeah. So Saric, I I think it's possible he's in that camp. I think he's number one on my list of realistic um, vet minimum signings. I, and I, with that said, I don't even know how realistic he is, but. Uh, on some level, you got to get lucky. Like, Otto Porter probably should have never been on a vet minimum, but you got him, you know? So, you got to go with it. Saric, 29 years old, will be I mean, 30 next I mean, playoffs. Like, he's perfect not washed. Age. Like, he's no. not – like, I like Kevin Love. Like, he's he's a name I have on the list. But Kevin Love is is a lot older, and, and you could argue that he, the upside just isn't there. With Otto, you could say he still had upside. He just was hurt a lot. That's it. Yeah. That's it. He was just hurt a lot. And maybe with Sarge, maybe he was just underused. Maybe he just wasn't in the right system. The way that Sarge plays does fit well with the Warriors, I think even more so than Gallinari. Gallinari was kind of just a pure score type of guy, even though he could pass a little bit. But Sarge does feel like, feel like the perfect backup small ball five. It's, it's just kind of mm-hmm. the perfect fit. But, I mean, you see here, I mean, he paid $9 million last year on draft a free agent. Okay, so, like, does OKC, you know, kind of, do, they, do year, they take him back? They might try to win type of stuff, right? Chet's kind of fragile, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, on the one hand, okay, so he missed all of the year prior with an ACL tear. And then last year, he spent half the year in Phoenix before he got traded, ended up in OKC. He was averaging 14 to 15 minutes in both situations. I think he was productive when he played. To your point, he can pass a little bit. He averaged over three assists per 36 minutes. And he rebounds. Like, he's he plays hard. Steve Kerr would love him. Like he, he, he's a smart player. He can hit an open shot and what he lacks in athleticism, he makes up for just kind of fighting. Right. So I could see, I could see Dario Saric sticking with the Warriors, but to your, to your counterpoint, I don't know. OKC could just as well be like, yeah, we'll give you 10 million. Exactly. Cause we're not paying, we're not paying anyone else right now. And we could use the vet for a couple of years. 16 rookies got 16 guys in their first of three years. You know what I mean? Like we might as well get a keep a vet. So I, if he's gone, I I assume a lot of teams are going to be in on him too. I I don't think the Warriors going to be playing in that range, Sam. I think they're going to be more in the Kevin love. Okay. Griffin. You you keep going down that list, brother. Keep going. There is one, there is one name that's really cool there, Um, but I'll, I'll let you lead the way with other names coming up. All right, let's go with a couple of What about TJ Warren? Felt like TJ Warren was an option for the Warriors last season. Uh, saw that name come up. But he's not a Warriors player, right? He, he's not. I mean, we I just kind of brought up the the, the traits that the Warriors like him. He's, he's a bit of a chucker. Just kind a of a shooter. Of. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not yeah. in on TJ Warren, are you? You are probably more in on him than me, I think, probably. But I, you know, I can't see it. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a lot better than Jermichael Green, at least if you're going to be a shoot-first player, like he can put the ball in the basket. He's the type of guy who can randomly get 20 points in 15 minutes, you know, uh, even at this older age. Uh, but, you know, doesn't really rebound, not a passer. Uh, I can't see Steve using him as much, so he wouldn't be high on my list. Trey Lyles is on this list. I would be shocked if he took a veteran minimum. It's not like he's signed a big contract in the past, so I'm going to skip over him, but he would have been – obviously, if you could get him, that would be cool. Uh, Then we're on to your guy here, Yuta. I mean, he's just a perfect player for the – I didn't know he was 29 when when I looked at this. I thought he was more like 25, 26, right? Me too. So I thought there was a little more upside there with him. I, you know, watching Nets games last couple of seasons. It's not, I don't watch for him. I'm watching for KD. And yeah, you know, he, he couldn't shoot first, first thing coming into the league. All of a sudden he's, he's a high level three point shooter now from the corner. So, you know, you could argue maybe is he a real shooter or not, but he's, a, he's probably a perfect player for the regular season. I, I don't know what his market is out there. Like you said, he's probably, we're probably waiting until next Tuesday, next Wednesday to see where he is. This is, I think, kind of where you're going to rely on someone like Chris Paul and, and, and Steph and Draymond to get him there. But if I'm Utah, I think he enjoyed playing with KD, I, I kind of seeing him being a Phoenix Sun. But he is the kind of perfect player for the Warriors. Just in that f- scrappy four-ish, I don't think he's going to be a five. Like a scrappy four, stretch four type yeah. of guy. Like, I think he'd be perfect. He's, you know who he is? He's who they wished Omri Caspi was. Ah, it's a good one. You thought, you thought yeah. Omri could be that, like, high-energy Small ball four who shoots it, but then he forgot how to shoot the ball. That was I would sad. take him. I, you can't, you can't have enough high energy guys who you can yes. always throw out there. Like even like Damian Lee and Juan, like limited players. Uh, obviously, G League to to pro players, but like they were reliable. They helped win multiple games by just changing the energy flow of the game. And what did the Warriors have this year? None of that. There was no one other than Dante. And Dante was like a regular in the rotation. So it's not really that type of thing either. It was and, Anthony and Lamb. It was my guy, Tony Lambeau. Right. And they the, the vibes are, are a lot better with those guys. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that Utah has that we saw D. Lee and, and JTA have. It's just, it's just good vibes out there, man. Dudes are just – he's undrafted too. I think he'd be a perfect fit. It's another guy that I think would be an A-plus signing. But seems like he maybe would go somewhere else, right? Because I think the Warriors – one thing I thought about as we're going down this list and we're going to talk about more players is if I'm a vet and I'm looking at this roster, I am looking at Kuminga and Moses Moody and I am saying like, hey, are those guys going to be on the team? Because are you guys going to bench them again in their third season? Right. Because what if Kuminga takes a leap and all of a sudden I'm out of minutes? Am I okay with yeah. that? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I think Kevin Love might be okay with it. I think Blake Griffin might be okay with it. But someone like Utah, who's still 28, 29 years old, like, he might not be. He might say, like, hey, I'd rather play 25 minutes. I'd rather know I could get 25. Don't know, I know if the, the Warriors I know the Suns. I know the Suns got 20 minutes yes. for me because they have no ro- no one on the roster other than exactly. three dudes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a tough sell. I think the Warriors can sell that any front court shooter will have 15 minutes a night just because Draymond and Looney can't shoot. So someone has to be out there a little bit, but yeah, it's not the easiest sell. So you mentioned Kevin Love and Blake Griffin. Kevin Love had a chance to go to the Warriors, but he went to the heat when he got bought out mid season. And it's unclear how much the Warriors pursued him. We never really saw their name listed. So maybe this is a 
you know, Dunleavy versus Bob thing. Maybe Bob didn't think he needed Kevin Love as much. And maybe Dunleavy, who keeps saying, I need shooting in the front court, is a little more into it. Do you think he could steal Kevin Love away? Because I kind of just think he's going to resign with the Heat. Anybody that plays with the Heat is probably going to resign with the Heat, right? It feels like that's a perfect fit. He played pretty well in the postseason. So, you know, when you go down these options, I, that's why I'm so curious because people throw out like a Thomas Bryant, but that's not really what the Warriors need. They need someone who can who can pull the floor and make the, the angles of the court way better so you're not playing with three non-shooters like you just mentioned. Um, but then you can make an argument that Chris Paul needs a guy that can actually dunk the ball. You know what I mean? Whether that be Mason Plumley, who's on the again, that, but that's a bird guy that made a bunch of money last season. Like, is that someone that makes a lot of sense? Or are you okay playing him with someone like a like a Kevin Love, who's just more of a hey, he's never hey. going to step foot in the paint ever. Hey, Trace Jackson Davis, we're good. He got his lob threat right there. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I saw some. I saw you know ten minutes, ten minute highlight video. <sighs> Look, the post game is not going to work in the big leagues. No, you know, the little spin <laughs> move he does is not going to work. But the passing—that's this quintessential college. Yeah, I was like, this is bullshit. Like twenty-some points, I was like, this is not going to happen. But the passing and the 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 defense, I was like, hey, this might be able to translate. Like, he's got some pretty sweet instincts. But uh, yeah, you can't count on him, right? Like, I'm not counting on him to play more than five minutes. Like, he's probably in the G League all season. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use light years, L-Y-G-H-T-Y-E-R-S for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Speaking of Chris Paul, friend of the show, Mark Spears, said this on radio today. I'm going to share it right now real quick. We're kind of assuming Chris Paul is going to come off the bench. Well, well, well. Not everyone thinks that. The lineup is just extremely small. Yeah. Assume much. Because after assuming Draymond's back, it's Draymond at center. That's Wiggins at power forward. And, yeah, it, it could be pretty imposing offensively. But I, I wonder if ultimately they decide to bring Chris off the bench, which could be awkward because that he's never done that in his entire Hall of Fame career. But from what I'm being told is the expectation is uh, that he's going to start. So the expectation is Chris Paul is going to start. What's your thoughts? I don't believe him. <laughs> I don't believe him. That's insane. Remember the lineup we saw against Memphis where they started uh, Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole and then Dante? 
uh, along with, uh, I think it was Looney or Draymond at the five. I forget which one it was. Um, they played a four guard lineup and, and, you know, shocker couldn't make a single stop for 48 minutes that game. I would be shocked if Chris Moss is, if Chris Paul is starting and if he is starting, he's probably only going to play the first four or five minutes before he, before he sits again. And then I'd be curious to see who's, who's closing. That's probably more important, but come on. Do you believe that? Talk some sense into me. I think this is going to be a bigger topic than we're giving it credit for. I think Chris Paul has a lot of pride. I think he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. And while I think the Warriors want him to come off the bench, I don't think they're starting day one by being like, to the bench. I think they're going to try to warm him to the idea. Let me take it back a step here. I think basketball-wise, the fit makes sense. The question is, will they buy in and be on the same page? And that's where Steve Kerr has to do his best curring, in my opinion. Steve Kerr has to convince Chris Paul to come off the bench. I think he's going to, honestly. But I don't think it's going to be as easy as, like, I think there's going to be some finessing. That's why they're not saying he's coming off the bench right now. You saw Steph and Clay's quotes. All they're doing is talking about how amazing it's going to be to play with a dude that good. You know, they're trying to make him feel good, trying to make him feel welcome. So when the inevitable, um, we want you to buy into a lesser role, you know, it's not going to be the Chris Paul show. It's going to be you, you buying in and you being more of a 25 minute a game guy, then he's comfortable with it. Does that make sense? It does. I think that's risky and and bring up Candace Soto's comment here from the, from the YouTube, from the YouTube comment section. I love this one because I was just going to say that. She says, please tell me they talked about this before the damn trade. I would assume they talked about this before the trade actually materialized. It would be shocking to me that this happened. And then a month later, Steph and Steve are coming to Chris Paul and saying, you know, might be a good idea to come off the bench. We've never brought it up before. I mean, that would be idiotic. Um, absolutely idiotic. So um, I think the Russell Westbrook, you can, and this doesn't bode well for the Warriors, but Russell Westbrook kind of it, – because it does remind me of that situation where LeBron and the team kind of said, hey, we need a, a guy that can help me help the bench. Let's stagger this, yeah. Exactly, and the, the, they tried it. Now, Chris Paul is a much smarter player than Russ, but you know they're kind of the same levels of pride. All these, all these kind of top-level Hall of Fame guards are, and uh, is Chris Paul going to be kind of the same with Russ where it's like, hey, like, what are we doing here, right? Like if this starts off disastrously – what are we doing here? Um, here's and then my, I think, yeah. Here's what I was going to say. Do I think they discussed it beforehand? Yeah. I think internally, Steve Kerr told the coaching staff, I can get him to buy in. And that's why I say, I mean, this is why I think we all agree Kerr's one of his strongest attributes is like EQ, ability to connect with people and get them to buy in. He got Andre Godala who at that time was one of the best wings in the league to accept coming off the bench. CP3 is obviously not at his prime at any state, but he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He does have an ego. He does have pride. Steve's, Steve's probably thinking, probably told management, I will get him to come around on this over time. And to your, uh, to your point, it is June 27th. You know? They're just trying to make him feel good right now. You you need him go, coming up. You need him bought into that role when camp comes. You don't need to like 
rub it in his nose just yet. I think I think it's going to be a finesse play to get him there. Uh, that's risk. That's I don't know if that's a good thing. I, I felt like they probably should have talked about this with him before it happened. They're walking a tightrope here because we're not even talking about logistically. It's obvious. I think that both of us don't think that's a that's a great starting or closing lineup, and maybe it is. Maybe I it think is, it can, but... I think it can close. I'm not concerned about closing. Um, maybe, not, maybe not every game, oh, dude. He can. But you're running a now. You're running a matchup closing unit with Chris Paul. Who so sometimes he's going to close, sometimes he's not. And then now you're talking about like, so is Chris Paul going to be the one handling the ball, or is it Steph? Because that's not going to work if it's Chris Paul a lot of the times. So it just. It's all and things that as long, I think as, long as not Draymond, as long as not Draymond standing at the top of the key pointing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't. It's a lot of questions that I think we don't know, which what is which is what going to make this season freaking unbelievable. Like it's going to be unbelievable because this is insane. It, it's insane. It, it's at the the risk of this blowing back on them off the court and on the court. I think is pretty pretty high. Pretty but high. you do you do. You do agree with me. The risk is interpersonal. It's not talent. Like from a talent perspective, Chris Paul elev- just more. Chris Paul will give you more wins than Jordan Poole would give you. But I'm talking about closing. We'll see. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like off the bench, all that stuff objectively will be better. He does you- more winning things than Jordan Poole. Yeah. If I want GP2 instead in a closing lineup, Right? Like, what if I want to close with GP2 instead? What happens with, with Chris Paul? Does he fucking lose his shit on the bench? Is that a story? Um, it's like a LeBron team, right? It's just like a LeBron team, which what happens when this guy is going to sit on the bench, right? Remember when they sat Russ? Tomar talked about it for like two months. Yeah. Um, what happens now uh, when, when it happens with the Warriors? So, yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. All I'm, all I'm saying is, I think they're I think they're trying to finesse him there. I think Steph's quotes, you um you brought up the comments he made. Let me let me bring them up right now. I think they're I think they're kind of telling just to the way he interacts. You know, he's he's saying, you know, he's talking about every team CP's been on gets better. That's the most consistent thing about him, who he is and what he brings to the team. Everyone's going on about age, but it's on us to put it all together and figure out how the pieces work but you know, we're trying to win and CP will do that. I mean, to me, it just sounds like he knows he's going to have to kind of get CP there. Even if CP says he's cool with it, which I'm sure he did, it's different doing. And and to me, this is just about like getting, you know, don't rub, don't rub it in his face, you know, just try to like get him to accept it. I would expect a lot of Steve Kerr praising Chris Paul for you know, some mundane thing being the key to winning a game all season, the same way he always did with Andre Gudala. You know, th- those little things to try to, because he knows he doesn't have to praise Steph, those little things to try to keep guys bought in who maybe wish they had bigger roles. That's, he, did that, he did that with Paul. Remember, yeah. he was, you know, they did that with Paul, where it was just like he had a game where he had 12 assists or something. And they were like, it's the greatest pool game we've ever seen. It's like, well, no, I just watched him play in the postseason, win a couple games for the Warriors. I mean, yeah. Those might be better games. Um, agree, agree. Can you pull that quote back up for before we before we kind of get away from there? Because that that this one line you. fascinated me, um, and I think we're kind of seeing the evolution of Steph. Um, 
the last line there, he says, it's 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 just you get to know someone, build a friendship. He's talking about Jordan Poole. Uh, build a bond. It's tough to see him go. And the last line he says, but, you know, we're trying to win next year. And Chris Paul can help us do that. Thought that was fascinating. Thought that was fascinating. Um, he probably didn't mean anything by it. But if I were to uh, uh, dive too deeply into something, uh, to me, that feels like, a, yeah, I think I'm not going to deal with that bullshit anymore. And let's just go get a vet. And hey, look, Steph and Chris might not be best friends, but I know what Chris can do. I think I can get Chris bought in. Um, he's going to be better for us this year. And that's all I give a shit about. Um, I, I think that's what Steph is saying. I don't think he dislikes Jordan Poole. I think he just doesn't want to deal with him anymore. Not, not when he's trying to win a championship, man. Like That's more important right now. You know, man, you, you get a little older. Your patience wears a little thinner. You got a little less time for the BS. I think so. I'm sure the tone wasn't aggressive. I'm sure it was just kind of an offhanded statement, but it is kind of the, look, man, I like you. I don't have four years to wait for you to grow up, yep. you know? And that's kind of how it feels with a lot of the young guys. You know, they're keep Moses Moody will be on the team next year, and he's kind of displayed the maturity and the toughness that uh, is needed to survive on a team trying to compete. You know, he didn't play all year, and it didn't, it didn't, destroy him he fought through it and actually was really good in the playoffs like i think he should be playing 15 20 minutes a game next year right kuminga i mean we know he they shopped him we know he's kind of on i don't want to say he's on thin ice but it's kind of like either you take a step or you might go the route of wiseman at the trade deadline i I know i also think because i saw you know, I've been seeing this stuff come up where, where people pop up, you know, all these young guys that, you know, didn't work out and didn't have enough time and, the, and there's no fair chance for them. Let's see how they do on other teams. Let, let's see what happens with Patrick Baldwin Jr. Let's see what happens with Ryan Rollins. Let's see what happens with what James Wiseman. Let's see what happens with Jordan Poole. <laughs> um, you know, let's see what happens with Jordan Poole and the Wizards. Uh, we know he's going to score 24 points a game, but is he going to oh, win? Uh, up. Yeah, right. My, my guys, my guys getting twenty eight. Yeah, exactly. But you know, in three years, he's twenty six shots. Just, you know, is he kind of just like a Bradley Beal, or is he a winning player, right? Or is he more of a Damian Lillard? Who, I mean, he's he's a winning player. Um, sure. So, you know, of all these guys, it's not like the Warriors have traded someone that has made them regret anything. And maybe you can argue that Kaminga's that guy that will make him regret it. But Kaminga's still on the team. He's still yeah. on the team. For now. So and he could and he could um he could take a step this year. Like my, my whole thing on Kuminga is I actually thought he had a very positive regular season and then the just huge regression in the playoffs and went the complete opposite way. And that leaves like a terrible taste in your mouth. But at the same time, if you can't play in the playoffs, it's hard to justify keeping a project who you can't throw out there for playoff minutes, you know. So he's got he's got to get a lot better really quick because, as you said, short window. They literally traded a twenty four year old for a thirty eight year old. Oh you know, you know, like they they are all in. They have the highest luxury tax in the league right now. They're not a team who's playing for four years down the road. You know, they traded Wiseman. We'll see. Bring Andre back. Oh God, why? He's what Another one more thirty eight year old. Dude, he's. He'll be 40 next year. Um, just it. another another year of him saying, I just I want to go out on a high note playing one game and then being out for two months. That was insane. 
I know I saw his name on the rundown here. You, you brought him up. So I just, I mean, he's technically a free agent. <laughs> thought that was funny. I mean, Taj Gibson, Robin Lopez. Thought, thought those are funny names too. I mean, those guys are beyond washed. Danny Green, Warriors fans are going to love that. Washed. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think they need that level of veteran. I, I think they, like you said, uh, 28, 31, 33. Let's, let's stick there. We, yeah. we already got our one uh, 38-year-old. We're going to find out. We're going to find out with some news coming out in a couple days. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Um, John Collins already got traded, so I'm sure a bunch of shit will happen here coming up. So we'll see. All right. Yeah. We're going to be back on Thursday night, everyone. Appreciate you.